Welcome to the College Call. This podcast is an offering of the Acts 8 movement, proclaiming resurrection in the Episcopal Church. I'm a Holly Powell. I'm a layperson and a member of Christ Church Cathedral in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Brendan O'Sullivan Hale, and I am also a layperson, and I'm a member of the Episcopal Church of All Saints in Indianapolis, Indiana. This podcast is about the intersection of liturgy and life, as seen through the lens of the Collects in the Book of Common Prayer. And this week, we're continuing on our little mini season. What do we want to call this? Uh, I don't know. It is sort of a season. I mean, we're doing a bunch of patriotic prayers. Yeah. You know, prayers about our world, our politics. I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't think this through before I opened my mouth, which is pretty <laughs> normal. Awesome segue, Holly. Thanks. I am so good at this, you guys. It's almost like we haven't been podcasting for two years. Anyway, this week we're talking about the Collect for Our Country, which you can find on page 820 of the Book of Common Prayer. Once again, I must preface this with this one is actually not a Collect. It sure isn't. And it's also long so you know go go to the restroom take a snack break if you need to before we get started <laughs> okay here we go almighty god who has given us this good land for our heritage we humbly beseech thee that we may always prove ourselves a people mindful of thy favor and glad to do thy will bless our land with honorable industry sound learning and pure manners Save us from violence, discord, and confusion, from pride and arrogance, and from every evil way. Defend our liberties, and fashion into one united people the multitudes brought hither out of many kindreds and tongues. Endue with the spirit of wisdom those to whom, in thy name, we entrust the authority of government, that there may be justice and peace at home, and that through obedience to thy law, we may show forth thy praise among the nations of the earth. In the time of prosperity, fill our hearts with thankfulness, and in the day of trouble, suffer not our trust in thee to fail. All which we ask through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Woo! Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, we got some uh, things to talk about there too, right? Uh, yeah, we do. <laughs> Where do you want to start? I'm going to start at the beginning, which is a very good place to start. I liked, and by liked, I mean disliked, the opening phrase there, Almighty God who has given us this good land for our heritage. Mm-hmm. Blurg. Yeah, this one's uh, like a little bit troublesome. Real troublesome. Like, I, I tried to rewrite it, you know, Almighty God, who has given us the sheer audacity to take this land from our native people? <laughs> but I don't, I'm not sure that that's something we should really be praying about. Well, we should definitely be praying about it, but. 
Right. And, you know, I, uh, I, I am on record on this podcast, uh, as well as others, as being quite skeptical about prayer book revision. But when I think about some of the practical applications that, of what our church has done over the recent years with respect to the doctrine of discovery, mm-hmm. uh, it certainly suggests uh, that this opening phrase might be something we want to take a look at. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so right off the bat, we're not really killing it. And then we move on. Like, there's a lot of stuff I don't love about this prayer. And and in general, I think it's this whole sense that we're praying for our country, which I'm assuming is America. This is the American prayer book. Well, and Um, there are definitely American themes showing up in this prayer. I have the same problem with this prayer that I have with a lot of current politics. We are assuming a thing that isn't true, which is that America is a country of Christians. Right. And, you know, what if 90% of America worships Satan? Then (laughs) maybe they don't, we don't want to prove ourselves to God. I don't know. It just feels icky to me in a lot of different ways. Well, you know, I actually have a little bit less of a problem with with that particular issue because we are praying for our nation as Christians here. That's Um, fair. It's more of this whole thing about, you know, that that we entrust government through God's name and and that we want to show the world how awesome God is through obedience to God's law as a country. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I get your concern. Thanks, Brendan. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if I a hundred percent agree. I, although that's one of the weirder parts of, of the, of the, of the prayer. Do I entrust the authority of government in God's name? I mean, I know that's a callback to Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, then again, you know, in God we trust, right? Yeah, but that's a, I, I don't know, that's a, a secular adoption of religious language. True. I don't know. I, I just feel weird about, like, so in God we trust, for for instance, like, I, I, I feel really wary about when the church and state get enmeshed with one another, because I don't think that works out well for either. Agreed. So, Agreed. Hmm. Okay, but there's some good stuff in this prayer. There is. Tell us about it. Okay, so I, uh, I, I think, defend our liberties and fashion into one united people, the multitudes brought hither out of many kindreds and tongues. Uh, I, I, I think that that is an excellent petition. I like that too, although I would have, as I was reading it, I would have preferred some sort of... Uh, punctuation to help me uh, <laughs> phrase it appropriately as I was like going on and on like where how am I supposed to phrase this yeah you know for a prayer of this length it's actually pretty short on commas it really is looks like eight commas that's anyway that's a low comma count for it's a low comma count yeah and I also really like that last the last bit that you talked about earlier about in the time of prosperity fill our hearts with thankfulness think that's really appropriate yeah so you know there's this bumper sticker that i see sometimes uh driving around indianapolis it might just be the one car that i just keep seeing over and over again i'm not really sure (laughs) i wonder that all the time (laughs) 
but it says pray for our nation and then it refers to a bible verse which is second chronicles 714 and so I, for this show i just looked up what that said to to see exactly what this bumper sticker is proof texting and so what's happening here is that this is during the building of the temple so at solomon's dedication of the temple happening here in second chronicles and God appears to Solomon, and he says, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Hmm. So, you know, it's not necessarily a a a verse that says pray for America, but I don't really know where I'm going with that. It's just that maybe other people have seen this bumper sticker and haven't had a chance to look that up and see what it says. Uh, and it's God asserting faithfulness to those who turn to God in prayer. All right. Oh, hey, Close. one other thing. Yeah. So I think perhaps my very favorite part of okay. of this prayer yeah. is for pure manners. I can't believe we haven't talked about pure manners yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In the, in the grand tradition of true religion, I feel like pure manners is another one. Yeah. Hang on. I'm Googling that phrase right now. Okay. While you're Googling, have you looked at hatchet? Um, okay. People don't Google pure manners. (laughs) Uh, That's, I would not have guessed that that was going to be NSFW, but it is. Um, we can't talk about this anymore. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> if Brendan gets fired because he Googled pure manners, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> I'm not using my work computer for this. Oh, good. Yeah. Look out no. for the uh, for the GoFundMe coming soon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know what that's about. Huh. That's intriguing. Also, I'm intrigued by the idea of honorable industry. Like, what do you think? Well, maybe you saw what dishonorable industry is when you Googled pure manners, but... Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I've griped about this uh, before, but I think about when I think about dishonorable industry, just because this is a top of mind thing right now, it's all of the businesses that are set up to steal money from old people. Oh, dude, yes. Because I will tell you that the official linguist of the Collect Call and I uh, have been dealing with that a lot uh, with respect to um, people trying to take advantage of his mother. And, oh, man, is there dishonorable industry out there. That is so grody. Did you like that? I'm bringing grody back. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. It's happening. It's going to be a thing. (laughs) Mark it down. This week in American history. Nothing Grody else of, of note happened, but yeah, right. Holly Pell <laughs> Grody back. You know, I think, Brendan, that that it's a good idea to have a prayer for our country. I'm just not sure this one is it. Yeah, so actually, but the prayer book does prov- uh, note, it says, see also various occasions, number 17. It does, it, I think it maintains pretty much all the good stuff 
uh, although much more succinctly, although it is missing pure manners, but um, that may on balance be a good thing. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, I, I, I approve of doing something different with this one uh, once Parabook Revision rolls around. Check plus. So, take a note, SCLM. We know you're out there. <laughs> hanging, hanging on our every word. Well, let's take a look at the lectionary for this week, shall What's we? What's in the lectionary this week? What's in the lectionary this week? Y'all, we are going to keep singing this song to you until somebody writes us a better one. I mean, we have been waiting for the MP3 to show up in our mailbox, and it has not happened. So, um, Holly, speaking of pure manners, mm-hmm. um, take a look at this Micah reading. Uh, with about halfway through and see if you might find a word that might cause some trouble for a lector that it, with, uh, with that respect. <laughs> Brendan, <laughs> have you met me? This is certainly the first thing that I noted when reviewing the lectionary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so people, this is Micah chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. And I'm going to say, this is a very good reading, but it does contain... Um, <laughs> it does Let's contain just say the, a, a, an impure manner. <laughs> yeah. So j- just try to keep a straight face as you say, and what happened from Shittim to Gilgal? <laughs> what indeed happened? <laughs> But then, you know, this, this, uh, that passage wraps up with the beautiful phrase, what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? So, and seriously, obviously, you know, this is one of those things where you can get tripped up on the Hebrew names. And so, yeah, it sounds kind of funny in English. But this is actually a really great reading. Uh, and it's really an appropriate one as uh, not only as we think about just this prayer for our country, which we're talking about today, but obviously there's, you know, questions about our country as a whole are top of mind right now as we're uh, dealing with a new administration. And this is clearly God talking to the nation of Israel as a people as a whole. Speaking of talking to the nation, I um, noted that this week's gospel is the um, Beatitudes from Matthew, which um, timely enough, uh, those were read at the presidential inauguration last week by Reverend Samuel Rodriguez, who um, used, who just recited the Beatitudes as the invocation to the Hmm. um, inauguration. And a lot of people, of course, felt like it might be a little bit of a pointed choice at our president. Well, frankly, if our president wants to hear it that way and maybe take action accordingly, um, I'm not going to object to that. Yeah, I ain't mad about it. But mostly, Brendan, I I know you are a biblical scholar. Well, uh, um, that's not quite right, but well, I, compared I know the to Bible, me, okay. you're a biblical scholar. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about this passage from First Corinthians, because basically, what I feel like Paul is saying here is only dumb people are good. <laughs> I don't think that's quite what's happening here. So Paul is trying to take everybody down a peg to quit trusting um, in their own wisdom or their own status, um, embrace the fact uh, that uh, people who are not Christian at this stage uh, think that these Christian communities are silly and sort of, you know, 
live with that. And I think there's something very encouraging in this uh, as you as you get towards the end of this passage. So this is First Corinthians one eighteen through thirty one, where Paul writes, "Consider your own call, brothers and sisters. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth." But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. So two things. One, uh, we've got parallels with the Magnificat right there, uh, although Paul probably was not aware of the Magnificat, but he probably did uh, know Mary's source material there because Mary's calling back to some earlier stuff as well. But also, when Paul is talking about foolishness, he's often talking about the cross, and to anybody in sort of Roman or Hellenistic society of that day, the idea that you've got a bunch of people following a man who was executed at the hand of the state, uh, that looks pretty foolish. And so I don't think he's embracing no-nothingism, uh, but he is embracing this big contrast to what people normally think of as wise. Gotcha. I accept it. <laughs> I actually really like this passage. Uh, and yeah. again, I, I do like it in the context of some of the conversations that we may be having about the future of our country. That, you know, we've got this phrase from Paul, consider your own call. Uh, you know, this is not exactly ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Uh, but it is kind of Paul clearly calling out that everybody's got a part to play here um, and be thinking about what it is. Mm-hmm. God shows what is low and despised in the world, things that are not, to reduce to nothing things that are. That are. Hmm. Do we have any um, anything to acknowledge or bewail this week? Uh, I have an acknowledgement and a bewailment. Okay. So I'll start with the acknowledgement. Like, sure. uh, like many people, including you, I believe, I, I went to one of the uh, Women's March on Washington uh, sister rallies this week. That was my acknowledgement, too. Okay, well, we can acknowledge it together. Okay, go uh, acknowledgement. Anyway, I, I particularly want to acknowledge the uh, talk that uh, Mother Suzanne Willey, the rector of All Saints Indianapolis, gave uh, at the Indianapolis rally, which was a great example of public Christianity that did not shy away from preaching the gospel, uh, but did it in such a way that uh, I'm pretty sure that secular or non-Christian listeners were not alienated. Um, she uh, did it uh, forcefully uh, and respectfully, and uh, I, I think it was just a great witness, and it was certainly well-received by those in the crowd, and uh, I'll post a video of that in the show notes. I follow one who called women to follow him, and a woman to be the apostle to the apostles. This is a God of love who sides with the ones others would like to put down and exclude. For wherever lines are drawn or walls are built, Jesus is always with those being pushed out. So that's where I'm going to be too. That's awesome. I wish I could have heard some of our, um, some of the speakers. So here in Lexington, I think the organizers expected a crowd of around 2,500, and we had upwards of 8,000. Wow. Yeah, and so they had a sound system for 2500 <laughs> and um where i was standing we got downtown a little bit late and um 
so we were kind of towards the back of the crowd and I couldn't hear any of the speakers. I did see uh, one lady whom I believe is a, a UCC minister here in town. Mm. Uh, but anyway, she was wearing a collar. And uh, and so I was excited to see her speaking and, and several um, politicians of various um, types. And, and it was really just a cool thing to be a part of and and you know in the aftermath of it i've been reading a lot of well um well isn't the right word i don't know where i was going with that i've been reading a lot of stuff about how uh, many activists are frustrated by how the turnout was so huge for this when for example, when there were Black Lives Matter rallies, they were the turnout was much smaller. Um, and I think that's important too. That this mm-hmm. isn't a one-time occasion. That this is something that we um, join in our sisters and brothers who need our uh, relatively privileged selves to be there. Um, so anyway, been a lot to think about, but good stuff to think about and. Um, I'm glad I did it. How, what did Chelsea think? She went, right? She did. Yeah, it was her first march. Um, <laughs> it was very cute. I'll tell this story quickly. Um, so she wanted to make a sign, and and I didn't. I wasn't prepared for her to want to make a sign, so I didn't have any <laughs> poster board or anything. But she got a blank piece of paper and some markers, and and she said, "Well." I'm going to make a sign that says girls rule. Okay. And then she sat there for a few minutes and then she said, you know what, mom, actually, I don't want to do that because uh, that seems to say that boys aren't as good as girls. And I think that everybody's equal. So then she made a sign that said, we are equal. Well, which I thought that's was really good. cute. That's <laughs> yeah. really great. Yeah. She, um, she also learned some words that are not uh, pure manners from the signs. <laughs> And was quite, um, we had a lot of conversation about some words. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it was an educational day. It, it was an educational day all the way around. <laughs> if any of our listeners went to the uh, went to their own march and you have pictures, you should tweet them to us. We would love to see them. We would. Now, go on with your bewailing, please. Yeah, okay. So, uh, I had my uh, annual physical uh, the other day. Oh. And uh, so, I'm not going to complain about everything that says, you know, I, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, the, the thing about my physical is I had a long talk with my doctor about how sick I was in the fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of a sudden, I feel a lot better about missing all of these episodes which is not to say that i'm happy about it but he thinks i had whooping cough holy cow yeah and i've been vaccinated against it recently but i got it in china and he thinks it might have been some chinese strain that the vaccine didn't protect against but now i'm like oh it makes sense that i had a cough that lasted three months and i was tired all the time uh so i'm so glad you didn't die yeah, me too. Yeah. Anyway, I, so I'm not glad that we didn't do all those episodes, but all of a sudden I was like, I was like, am I really just not interested in doing the show anymore? And it was just <laughs> like, no, actually, I was just really, really sick. Oh, Brandon. Wow. Um, that reminds me of 
one time I was really sick a few years ago and the doctors thought I might have mono. So they ran a blood test. And I guess one of the things about mono is that once you've had it, it stays in your system at very low levels, which Hmm. I did not know. And so they were like, oh, why didn't you tell us you've already had mono? And I was like, because I haven't. And they're like, "Uh, yeah, you have. We can tell it from your blood work. So apparently at some previous time in my life, I must have really just thought I was bored. <laughs> but I have <laughs> So my bewailing is uh, also physical in nature. And that is that I, um, I had a crazy December. Like things were just nuts all the way around. And not that that's surprising to anyone. Um, December is often wild. But I'm... Resuming my um, twice a week workouts as of last week. And oh my God, my body is falling apart. (laughs) (laughs) Like it feels good until it stops feeling good, which Mm. is about 30 minutes after I get home, usually after I'm (laughs) sat down. (laughs) So like right about now. Now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we're recording just as Holly is back from the gym. Yeah. I just kind of reached back to like scratch my back and I was like, oh God, everything hurts. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I'm, it's, it's a minor bewailing. It will be, it is a good thing. And I'm proud of myself for picking the habit back up. That would have often been a reason for me to stop going altogether. Um, But at the moment, that is um, top of mind as a bewailing. Well, that's great, Holly. I, I'm proud of you because I I have not done anything similar lately. <laughs> anyway, well, if you would like to acknowledge or bewail anything to us, you can do that by sending us a tweet at the Collect Call, uh, or send us an email at the Collect Call at Acts Eight Movement dot org, or uh, find us on Facebook at the Collect Call. You can also find our parent organization on the web at Acts Eight Movement dot org, or on Facebook and Twitter at Acts Eight Movement. Our music is Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence by Aaron DeVries, distributed under Creative Commons license. Find more of Aaron's music at badgerland.bandcamp.com. And come back next week where we will be continuing our mini-season into the prayers for our government. Let all mortal flesh keep silence And with fear and trembling stand Ponder nothing earthly-minded For with blessing in his hand Christ our God to earth descended Our full homage to 